and welcome to the Bring Me My Books podcast. I'm Christy Kane, and I'm here with my co-host, Travis Lowe, and we're going to talk about books. It's one of our favorite things to talk about. But before we get too far into the books we're going to be discussing, I would love for us to talk about why another podcast, because there are so many podcasts out there. But this is something we've been talking about doing for a little while now. So Travis, in your mind, why Bring Me My Books? Yeah, I... Like you said, there's so many podcasts, there's so many um, things that are out there, and I don't think I would want to do something except that uh, this is something that makes me so excited. Like mm-hmm. uh, we were discussing before the show started about uh, this morning I was driving in and I just couldn't wait to get here mm-hmm. and to sit down and get to talk about um, about what we've been reading, about what we've been up to, and uh, it's it's something that I know... Um, that I'm looking forward to, that I'm going to enjoy. And I hope that it's something where we get to invite other people into this world and invite them into some of these books that we've discovered or that we're discovering. And uh, I just, I think it can be so much fun. I do too. And I think we run into each other occasionally at at events and we can talk in just a few minutes about what we do and how that happens. But um, I think whenever we see each other, what we end up doing is talking about the books that we're reading, but we don't ever even get a chance just as friends to talk about them in depth. So this is an opportunity on a selfish side. It's a chance for us to get to talk about our books a little bit more in depth, the ones we're reading. Um, But then we've also talked about how we really believe that Christianity should be a religion full of readers. Yes. And um, and you found you found a great sermon, and I don't want to spoil it because I want you to be able to share it about why Christians should be reading. And so will you share a little bit about that? Yeah, and it's one of the things that's um, that really marks Christianity, that we're people of the Word, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, as it's developed through time, we're people of the book. We were, we were the people who really kind of invented this whole idea of printing, the printing press. Yes. and. Um, and Christians have always been readers, and I think that's something that um, I hope that we don't lose in this age, you know, and it's something that I find really important, but we we came up with this idea of uh, bring me my books from a, a passage of Scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. Mm-hmm. Paul is in prison, and um, you can imagine what it was like. It was near the end of his life. He talks about his life being poured out like an offering, and he's writing to his uh, son and the Lord, his friend. And the thing that's important that's on his mind, he says, I need you to bring me a couple things. Mm-hmm. Could you bring me my coat? Um, I think it's something that probably brought him comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was cold. I think that was probably, probably fairly so. practical. Yeah. And then he says, and bring me my books. Yeah. Um, and that just hit me because books have always been this place that... Um, it, actually, it's kind of funny. Like I didn't read a whole lot growing up, uh-huh. um, but there was a stage, um, sort of. I was probably nineteen, twenty years old, and um, it, it, going through some hard things in life, and um, and I was able to find in books like, um, like C.S. Lewis says, I, I read to know that I'm not alone. It was like I was able to find companions on this road of life when life was hard and didn't make sense. And mm-hmm. um, and I imagine that in the same way Paul Paul's in this place where, where it's tough. Yeah. Um, but I found a sermon by Spurgeon who uh, is always just so tremendous in the way that he words things. But uh, he starts out and he's always, um, uh, he can be pretty comical when he's like addressing something yeah. he believes in so strongly. 
And he gets to this part where Paul says, uh, bring me my books. And he says, we don't know what the books were about. We can only form some guesses as to what these parchments were. Paul had a few books which were left. Perhaps they were even wrapped in his coat. And Timothy was to carefully bring them to him. And then he says, even an apostle must read. And then he starts, he kind of picks on some folks. He says, some of our very ultra-Calvinistic brethren think that a minister who reads books and studies for his sermon must be a very deplorable specimen of a preacher. A man who comes up into the pulpit, um, professes to take his text on the spot, and talks any quantity of nonsense is the idol of many people today. If he will speak without premeditation or pre pretend to do so and never produce what they call a dish of dead men's brains. Oh, now that's a preacher. But then he turns around and he says, how rebuked are they by the apostle? He is inspired and yet he wants books. He's been preaching at least 30 years and yet he wants books. He has seen the Lord and yet he wants books. He has had a wider experience than most men and yet he wants books. He's been called up into the third heaven and heard things which it is unlawful for man to utter, yet he wants books. He's written a major part of the New Testament, yet he wants books. The apostle says to Timothy, and so he says to every one of us, give yourself under reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brain of his own. Whether what is true of ministers is true of all people, we are quite persuaded that the very best way that you can spend your leisure time is to either be reading or praying. You may get much inspiration from books, which afterwards you may use as a true weapon in your Lord and Master's service. Paul cries, bring me my books. <laughs> yeah, And we say, join in the cry. I love that so much. I love that too. And I think one of the things, you know, before we, before we started the podcast, we were like, okay, what do we want this podcast to feel like? If we could come up with an emotion, and I think we see it even in this letter, and it was like joy. Absolutely. Like, we want people to find joy in reading, to find joy in discussing books. Um, and some of the books we're going to read and some we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but um, are heavy like, right. and are really cause you to to take back and think and step back and think about things. But we want people to help them find the joy, even in that and in the reading. And, um, but I think even with all the hard words and the criticism that, <laughs> right? that Spurgeon gives, like you see that joy. And so I hope, I hope that our listeners, I hope they will find joy as they read this. Okay. So we talked about like where we found the name and kind of what we want it to be. Um, but what do you just like personally when you think about this podcast? This is the first, the very first episode of Bring Me My Books. What do you hope will be some of the end results? Well, number one, that um, that we get to share this with people. Yeah. Um, I I really um, there's few things in life I enjoy as much as like giving somebody a book yeah. in hopes that they'll read it and that they'll get to experience what I experience. Mm -hmm. And I think we all experience it different based on where we are in life and what's going yeah. on. Um, but to me, this is just, um, it just flows from that natural 
place of me grabbing a book off of my bookshelf and handing it to somebody and say, here, read this. And then I would love to talk to you about it. And that's one of my favorite things in the world. And that's what I want this to be to everybody that listens, to everybody that watches. It's just us grabbing a book off of our bookshelf and saying, I liked this one. Uh-huh. You know, why don't you read this and let's let's talk. And if it becomes that, like, I look forward to it just being me and you talking. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that it becomes something oh, more yeah. to where we hear from people and we run into people when we're out and we get to know people and yes. uh, and we connect around these books that we picked. And you mentioned that we're going to be revealing the books that we're going to be reading for the first year. And mm-hmm. I can't I can't wait to like. You know, to to just put this out and uh, see where it goes. I'm not sure what it says about how nerdy we are. (laughs) (laughs) That we get so excited about books. But but we do have pretty five great books, some of which we've read and some of which we haven't. Right. um, And I would say one of the things that I'm excited about is I talk to people sometimes. And if I ask them, you know, what are you reading right now? And sometimes they look kind of sheepish, like, I don't know. I have I want to read, but I don't read. And I think... One piece of that is it's overwhelming. You walk into a bookstore and there are just a million books you could choose from and it's hard to know where to go. And so in one way, I want to, you know, think, okay, like you came to two people who love to go find a good book to read. And, um, and we've read a lot and, and, you know, we might make a mistake sometime. We might pick a book and we might end up both disliking it. I, I don't know. That's possible. But I think, you know, we'll we'll help give a guide for that. But also um, one of my favorite, kind of one of my favorite adult experiences, there was a period of time where I would meet with some friends of mine. We would go to, they would invite a lot of couples to their house. And so it, we often did it in the fall and early winter when it was cold enough for a fire. And so we'd be sitting around and inevitably somebody in that group would say, hey, what are you reading right now? And it would turn into this really great discussion of what we're reading, why we're reading it and um, what we're learning. And I just, I think I want to have that with more people and we get to do this you know, it just feels like very fun perk of our jobs that we yeah. get to do this. But like you said, I hope that more people will come in and talk to us on social media and things like that. And we'll just have this really fantastic big conversation about the books that we're reading. And uh, and the other thing I would say is I do hear some people say they wish they had people speaking into their lives. And I remember saying this to a mentor of mine when I was in graduate school. It was actually our pastor's wife. And uh, and we were talking about how important it is to have people speaking into you. And she said, you know, most of my life she had not had people, physical people speaking into her. And so when she didn't, it was like God always brought the right book along. And that that book, that author through the book became a mentor to her. And so I kind of hope too, that for people who are looking for someone to speak into their life, maybe they'll find that as we read these books. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, okay. Before we get to the big reveal for the five books for this year, let's talk a little bit about like what you do, what I do, and kind of how we merged what we do to come together for this podcast. So tell us what you do. Sure. So um, in reference to this podcast, um, I am the host of Hope Words Writers Conference, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Christian writers conference in Bluefield, West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, we started the conference about five years ago, which is awesome, by the way. I love, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really incredible what's happened through Hope Words. It's it's been one of the uh, biggest joys of my life. Something I look forward to so much. 
uh, Bluefield is uh, where I was serving as pastor, and it's um, right on the border of Virginia, West Virginia, in the coal fields of West Virginia. And um, it it was a place that had uh, struggled a lot, suffered a lot of uh, economic um, struggles. Kind of the um, there was just a a lot a lot of hard things mm-hmm. uh, in the area, and we struggled uh, being there that. People would come into Appalachia to kind of tell the story, and we always hated the way that they told our story. Okay. And so we, um, Robbie, my uh, friend, we started this kind of in a way to help people tell stories, help people tell stories of hope. And stories of hope don't ignore the harsh realities mm-hmm. of life. Actually, uh, we'll be talking about that kind of in the first book that we yeah. look to. Like, you have to understand the pain before you can really understand the hope. And so we just kind of approached it that way. But what blew us away, we were planning this to be a conference for uh, people in Bluefield. But from the first year, people started coming from everywhere. And uh, so last year, we we had in person um, over 400 people from over 40 states, uh, people from Canada. Uh, we had hundreds of people watch online. So it, it's really grown into this um, amazing thing where people come from all over the place to Bluefield mm-hmm. and it's not easy to get there. Like, no, uh, <laughs> there's no airport close. There's no easy way there, but there's something, uh, special that's happening there. And so it's been so much fun and it really started, uh, for me, I love to read. Mm-hmm. And I said, I would love to invite some of the authors that I like to read to Bluefield and just share Bluefield with them. Yeah. And it was kind of selfish for me. Like, I got to hang out with these authors. I got to uh, spend time with them. And if other people came, it, you know, that was a, a positive. But yeah. um, but what it's turned into has been so good. And then we also have a connection. I'm the uh, president of the Extension Loan Fund with the IPHC. And so we serve together in some of those roles yeah. in the denomination as well. That's right. That's right. And I work for Life Springs Publishing. Well, Life Springs Resources. And we do a lot of publishing. In particular, we publish primarily curriculum for churches. But... Um, but we also have a bookstore, an online bookstore, which has been one of my, you were talking about some of your favorite things you get to do for work. One of my favorite things is finding the new books that yeah. we're going to put online and make available and take to our events. And so, um, and one of our big emphases right now is biblical literacy, but I don't, that doesn't, we don't just mean you only read the Bible, although that should be, we should be people of the book Yes. who are people of books, I think. And um, and so I think one of the ways to get people excited and help them understand God's word is just to understand God's truth. And we find that in all sorts of books who are, you know, believers are writing books and sometimes in unexpected places. But, um, but so that, we just kind of our love for books and yeah. that are the organizations we were with were also about books. That I think that's why uh, this is so natural. <laughs> like what you've done and what you enjoy is finding books and sharing them. You know, that's you true. said the bookstore with the publishing and it was the same thing for me. Here were authors that I love and how can I share them with the people around me? And I think that's what bring me my books. That's the that's heart true. of it is let's share books. Let's share Uh, these experiences with people. So uh, I really look forward to it. I think it's going to be so much fun. 
I think so too. Okay, well, up next is the big reveal for 2024. I know. So we're going to choose five books for 2024 and maybe have some surprises along the way. But five that are are, are the big books. We're going to have a reading schedule. All of that. We'll tell you more about that in just a minute. But before that, we're going to take a quick word from some of our sponsors. Situated in Bluefield, West Virginia, the Hopewards Writers Conference seeks to equip and encourage their patrons to tell stories of hope. This year's conference will focus on the question of living between cultures and the unique potential it holds for creativity. The conference will offer many exciting guest author speakers this year and can't wait to learn what God has been speaking into their lives. Come with us and help us tell stories of hope. LifeSpring's Resources is committed to providing innovative learning resources for the local church. Our products reflect our commitment to the development of new and innovative ways to experience scriptural truth. Whether you're looking for material for your small group, need new curriculum for Sunday school, or you're just trying to stock up on church supplies, we've got you covered. Look for us online at LifeSpringsResources.com or call us at one 800 541 1376 and our friendly customer service team will be happy to assist you. Welcome back to Bring Me My Books and it is time for the reveal. Um, so we've got five books in 2024 if you would like to read along with us, we're going to have a reading schedule that you can find on our social media sites. Um, you can engage with us. There'll be opportunities to discuss the books. And, um, and you can follow along with us like exactly the way that we have scheduled out. Or you can kind of do your own thing. You can pick the books you want to read with or not. But I think this is always, this is, you know, when I when I have done like book challenges and things like that before, the, the big thing I was always waiting on, okay, what are the books you're going to be reading? Okay, so we're going to go back and forth, and we're going to talk about how we read the book. We're not going to talk too much about why we picked the book, because we'll do that when we get to the actual books. But, And if you're wondering, like, why would they pick that first? You're just going to have to wait and come back. So um, so the very first book, so book number one. Of number one. That's right, is A Hole in the World, and this, this author is actually a friend of yours. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Amanda? Yeah, Amanda came to Hope Words in 2023. Okay. And uh, that was the first time I met her, but she came with a group of folks. Um, th there's a group from uh, the Chattanooga area and um, uh, kind of in there that have a uh, writer's group. And uh, one of the guys came one year, and then the next year there was a handful and uh, I think they're going to be bringing a bus before long, but they invited Amanda and um, one of the guys who I'd become friends with, he said, have you ever read any of Amanda's stuff? And I didn't even know that she wrote. And he said, you really need to read it. Yeah. And it's funny at, right, at Hope Words, there's all kinds of writers. So everybody's giving you books and, yeah. you know, everybody is uh, telling you and you I try my best. I keep all the Hope Words writers books and I do my best to read on, but I, uh, sometimes I get into them, sometimes I don't. But I picked up this book, and um, I don't know what it was. I connected with it right away. Amanda is uh, an Appalachian writer. Uh, she lives there in the mountains. A lot of the stories uh, just felt 
real similar to me, but um, uh, she's a, a singer. She's a uh, one of the pastors at her church, and um, just just really been tremendous. But uh, most people that I've asked, you know, have you ever read this? Have you read Amanda? Most people have, and that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about this. It's like we're getting to introduce this yeah. maybe to a lot of folks that have never. Uh, had a chance to read her. So. Yeah, and I think we have a good mix of that. Of yeah. like authors you might be familiar with and what. So that's book number one. We'll start in January with that one. All right, you go for number two. Yes, number two. We're going to be doing this book uh, on Pentecost. And uh, to be honest with you, I've not read this book. I don't either. think you've read this either. book either. Um, the book is a part of a series of books on the church calendar. And they were put together and edited by Esau, Esau McCauley. Um, Dr. McCauley is at Wheaton, and he came to Hope Words last year as one of our speakers. Tremendous writer. We talked about doing some of his books. Yeah. And, and we might at some point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but he's put together this series. I think there's five of them on different seasons throughout the church. And we just thought it would be fun because the way the schedule is working out, it'd be right during the Pentecost season. Yes. Uh, we both come from Pentecostal backgrounds, and uh, this is a um, a season that, you know, it, there's a lot of meaning, uh, but there can also, like, there's a lot of conversation. Yes. Uh, you know, Pentecostalism right now uh, is... Ed Stetzer said it's not only the fastest growing movement in Christianity, but it's the fastest growing movement in the history of Christianity. Wow. And uh, I think a lot of people are, what is this? And so we get to go back, go to the season of Pentecost. Uh, the uh, author is Emilio Alvarez, and um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that it's uh, things that I'm not thought of. I hope it's yeah. things that like kind of stretch us and challenge us. So he comes from a more liturgical background. Uh -huh. uh, so I think that'll be different for me. Yeah. And uh, I, I just can't wait to see what he has to say. Well, I'm excited. It's a short book. It's very accessible. And, um, and I do like, so I spent a good bit of time in Pentecostal church growing up and then I was part of an Anglican church for a long time, too. So for me, I'm thinking it's going to meld yeah. those two worlds in a way that I'm very excited about. So that's book number two. Then book number three, we're going to hit our biggest book in the summer, which some people might wonder why, because we kind of toyed around, like, is it too big? But I, you love this book. Oh, yeah. My husband loves this book. <laughs> this is one of the books that's been most recommended to me, and it's Culture Making by Andy Crouch. It's not a new book, but there's a brand new edition for this one. And so you, this is one you've read. I haven't, but it's um, it's called it's Culture Making, Recovering Our Creative Calling. And you and I, after books, I would say maybe just the arts in general is something we're both real passionate about. Yeah. So um, just the creativity, really, that's where I'm going. And maybe it has nothing to do with that because I haven't read. Yeah. But I'm thinking it probably does uh, so and it's incredible that was a <laughs> paradigm changing book for me um just oh my goodness it just gave language to so many things um i remember at that time i've i've actually been able to connect with andy he came to uh hope words and uh we've done some other things together but I remember reading that book and saying, I've got to share this with people. Okay. I've got to do something. And I was wondering if there was some kind of a uh, small group study, something set up so that you could share it. And um, at the time, there wasn't anything, but there was a website on the back. And I go to the website, and there was a phone number. I called the phone number, and I was just trying to find resources. You know, uh -huh. I was, It's like I want to share this book. 
And so I called the phone number. It rings like one time. And then he goes, this is Andy. Oh, you and got Andy. Like, like, like the writer, Andy. And he was like, yeah, this is, this is Andy. And I was like, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, I, I just finished culture making and, <laughs> and I want to share it with you. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So, and that was kind of how we uh, connected. And um, he's been a tremendous friend, just an incredible guy. Um, but I, I really believe that um, there's a section in there where he kind of tells the gospel story that I think it's just one of the most powerful things that I've read. So I'm, I'm so excited to do that book. That's awesome. All right. Book number four is one of my all-time favorites. I just reread it again. Yeah. Book number four, C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce. Um, this is when I told Christy, I've read this book, but I went back and I started to flip through it. I was like, I don't hardly even remember it. So it's been years for yeah. me. Uh, I'm a huge fan of C.S. Lewis, everything that he writes. Yeah. And um, he's somebody that's been just like a companion for me yeah. throughout my entire Christian life. So he's somebody that I've turned to again and again. He's somebody that I've got to introduce my kids to and, yeah. you know, from kind of his children's books as they're starting to grow mm-hmm. up. And then uh, Dane's just recently read Mere Christianity oh, and kind yeah. of getting into uh, uh-huh. that part of his writing. And um, so I'm excited about this book, but I'm excited about just sharing C.S. Lewis. So I, I think that's a huge part of it for me. Why, why, why do you say this is one of your favorites? Um, well, that's a great question. Well, I, I like that we've included a novel, a story, you know, right. and so that was of all the five books that we are promoting, this is the one that's fiction. Um, I just, I, I don't want to give too much, uh, every person that is introduced and you get lots of new characters introduced, um, just causes you to reflect on kind of what your idols are and, and what, you know, how, how do I need to see what God might be working on me in a different angle? And I think it's because it's such a creative story, it's easier to, to kind of encounter those yeah. things than if you're just reading it. And so I guess one of the biggest things is it's just this fantastic story that keeps me engaged that says a lot of things that other books say, but they tell it in story form in a C.S. Lewis, though. It's, I don't yeah, know, and we need to do more fiction we do. Uh, in the future, too. Yeah. Um, my kids both love screw tape letters, and oh, it's kind yes. of the same thing. It introduces uh-huh. these concepts, and it's like it almost just makes you open your eyes like, oh, wow. Yes. You know, so. And I read Screw Tape Letters first, and I don't know which one I like more, but that one seems, I don't know. It just seemed like the right time. Yeah. Okay. And the last book we have in, um, is, this is one neither one of us have read, but we've both read things by this author. It's Humble Roots, How Humility Grounds and Nourishes Your Soul. Um, this is also a friend of yours who's very involved in Hope Words and um If there's anything you want to say about that before we yeah, Hannah Anderson um, and Hannah uh, lives in Appalachia. She's close to Bluefield. Uh, We got connected, I believe, the second year of Hope Words, and just became immediate friends. Uh, She is absolutely brilliant. Uh, One of the things that I always say to people that know Hannah pretty well, I always love to ask the question. When did you realize that Hannah's way smarter than you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. there's always that moment that you come to uh, when you hang around Hannah where you're like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I tell my kids that what I love about listening to Hannah, to reading Hannah, is that on any particular subject, you, you never know where she's going to go. 
Yeah. Like you don't know where she's going to come from. Uh, I think I like that about writers that are kind of unpredictable. Yeah. Um, writers that might challenge you in this direction and then challenge you in this direction. You, there's not like there's this set agenda. Yeah. That they're always kind of trumpeting. So. Uh, she's just absolutely brilliant. Everything that I've read, I love. This is one of her early books, and um, and I'm so looking forward to going back and reading it. Uh, I, she's one that I like to introduce to folks to. I think a lot of people know Hannah. She's written yeah. uh, for Christianity Today. She's written in a lot of magazines. Her books are uh, broad sellers, but I think that um, especially early on, a lot of people thought that her books maybe maybe it was just where she was a female author, but they were yes. written to women. Yes, I think that. I think people do think that. And and that's just not. I don't think that's the case. So um, I'm. I really want to read this, and I would love to read this with uh, other guys. Hear what other guys think about it as they engage with her thoughts, because. Um, uh, she's just tremendous, so I, I really look forward to that. And one thing that we might be able to do in the future, you mentioned that several of these folks um, I've, I've known, I've yeah. uh, gotten to know a little bit, but I think it'd be pretty fun to kind of invite them in and uh, to get their take as we yeah. talk about the books. I think that would be that would be super exciting, and, and that's why I'm saying we might have some surprises along the way. Well, the, that's the big book reveal for 2024. Um, if you are interested in reading along with us, you can find more information on our social media site. So just look for Bring Me My Books, um, and we'll be there engaging with you. We're also going to have some additional resources that you can find. But it's it really, I would say, it's low pressure. But we hope that this will encourage you and inspire you to start reading and to read along with us and dialogue. One of the things that I think is that people sometimes they read, but then they're looking for people to talk with those books about. And if you don't feel like you have anybody right where you live, this is a great community, a big community, we hope, yeah. um, that will be able to join in with us. Well, Travis, that's podcast number one. We've, we've done the reveal. And so we hope that you will join us again as we talk about our very first book, a hole in the world and follow along with us. We're going to do three different episodes for that. And you'll be able to just kind of see what we pull out of it. And then we hope that you'll dialogue with us um, as often as you're able. Thank you so much for joining us, Travis. Thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, Super excited you. about what's to come. And that's it for Bring Me My Books. Oh.